Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of CIR Realty Business Mastery. We're here with a very special guest, Natasha Phipps, yeah. who is a real estate investor, specialist, investor herself, um, has worked with a ton of different uh, investors throughout the years, has tons of different knowledge on investing. Investing is the theme today, and we are so excited to have her on. So, Natasha, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And Natasha, you are act like just to speak to how active you actually do this. You are leaving from here to get on a plane to go to Ottawa. Yes. Yeah, for a conference. Yeah. For a conference. And what is yes. the conference on that you're doing? It's the Ottawa Real Estate Investors Conference. So yeah. um, a colleague of mine from Ottawa, he's actually putting this one on himself. So it's the second year. So I'm going to support him and be a sponsor and I'm excited to go. That's fabulous. Yeah. We, we were having a conversation in the office last week about what the real estate market is like in Ottawa. Mm. In terms of pricing and inventory, oh yes, different world. Yeah, <laughs> different it really world. is. Yeah, yeah, I, and it's funny because you know you talk about the market here, and obviously we have some pitfalls and things that aren't yeah. right. But then you look at a market like Ottawa, and it's completely different, but has its own set of challenges that absolutely. would make Calgary look like a dream yes. for certain absolutely. people. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm excited to go. Good for you. Amazing, yeah. so, Natasha. Kick us off. Tell us a little bit about your story getting into real estate here. Sure. Like, um, how did you get into the business and yeah. what got you into investment real estate? So uh, I have a construction background. My dad has a construction company, still does today, and started residential, working commercial. residential construction, okay. yeah, nice. exterior, exterior finishes. And my first job was working on a job site, uh, climbing the ladders, helping him on the job. And um, so that background is really, did help jump me off into, into real estate. Mm -hmm. I did, go to university, get my degree in marketing, um, was working in oil and gas at the time, and spent a couple years there and just wasn't happy. But I had bought and sold real estate very young. I bought my first house when I was 19. Wow. And at the wow. time, the market was so incredible that it was really easy to make money in real estate. And so being unhappy in oil and gas um, and with my marketing degree and my construction background, going into real estate um, was a natural next fit for me. And that was 12 years ago. So I've um, wow. been doing it ever since and specialized in real estate investing more and more as my career went on. But that was always the goal. Yeah. So to say that you bought your first house when you yeah, were 19. Yeah, I, I was going yes. right there too. I was yeah. like, okay, so back up. <laughs> Tell us about Isn't that. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So was that a, did you envision that as an investment property? Is that how you got into investing or is that like I live here now? Well, so I grew up in the country. Um, wanted to move into the city. My mom uh, worked for Scotiabank and she really understood the power of a mortgage and not renting. And she sat me down and explained to me that they would help me buy my first property and this was why. And Amazing. once once she taught me what um, a mortgage could do for you and um, you know how that really sets you up, that was it. I was I was hooked. I was interested. Um, and my, my dad being in new construction, I was able to get a good deal with a builder in Calgary. My first house was in Citadel. Um, it ended up not I ended up not being there very long. I only lived there for just over a year. But after a year, so I was 20, made I think $15,000 by selling it. And I was like, wow. All I did was live in a house and pay my bill. I was going to pay anyway. And then they gave me money. And to me, that was a lot of money at the time. And so I was just shocked that just by living in a house, you know, which anyone has to do anyway, that I could turn that into a way to better my future and give me more opportunity. So um, that was my very first kind of deal. What an amazing lesson for, for any parents who have yes. kids. Yeah. Um, or just even talking to real estate investors who are even saying, you know, should I get into this? Should I start getting into this? Uh, that's interesting. And obviously, Kirsten and I are very attuned to this because yes. we got a baby on the way and it's like, yeah. okay, 
how are we going to set up their future? Absolutely. So, well, and there's a fear yeah. of the debt, right? There's a fear of owing the bank that X amount of money, usually for people when they're looking at investing outside of their principal residence. But when you look at the numbers and do the math, like it's really undeniable what it can do for your future. So, yeah. Well, absolutely. right after this meeting and before you get on a plane for Ottawa, we'll sit down and you can give us a spreadsheet and you can plan totally. on Baby Smith's investment property. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sounds Perfect. great. Perfect. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Baby's we'll got a new that. realtor. It's yes. good. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your first, how did you get into investing? Was it you personally after that property or were, did you just start working with other investors? At the How'd time, you learn about it? Well, that, that was yeah. part of the problem um, and why I wanted to become a realtor was um, I bought and sold. I just figured I learned that I could move every 12 to 18 months and I could make that work at the time. Um, and I did that quite a few times and rode the market up. But I didn't know much more than that, right? There, I wasn't involved in any groups, I, any realtors, mortgage brokers, lawyers. No one told me, first of all, that I could have owned more than one property. I could have refinanced these properties, that I had other options instead of just selling them. Um, and so Sounds like you're once I learned too. that, yeah, totally. once I started learning this stuff, I was I was I was a little bit pissed off that no one kind of gave me good advice. Right. And so I, the, when I went to get my real estate license, I was like, this is the problem I'm going to solve. This is, this is what I want to become and learn everything I could learn. And this is a lifelong pursuit, but um, it's, it's, it just wasn't common for anyone to be focused on that at the time that I knew, at least in my circles. So it was a matter of solving a problem and then also helping myself in the path that I wanted to take. So. And was there a certain certain education for that? Was it books? Was it a CREB course? Was it working with people who have been doing this personally? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, all of all, all of it. Right. It's, it's really not something um, that you should just jump into without doing that. I was lucky at the time because the market was so good. I mean, it was pretty hard not to make money in real estate at the time. But when, when, you, when you're not in that type of market, it's very easy not to do things the right way. So it's super critical to get some sort of education, find a mentor, find like-minded people, learn and it's a, it's a constant study because the market is always changing the opportunities are always changing and you want to make sure your your strategy is fitting whatever is happening in the world right now so um yeah you you, you definitely need all of it yeah <laughs> one of the things that i found too when i started in real estate and was research and investment yeah you start to learn really quickly which is like or <laughs> maybe you don't learn really quickly but often we get phone calls from people and they're like oh so i'm looking for you know, I want to get a list of all the, the short sales in town, or I want to go yes. in and do all the tax foreclosures and stuff. And it's like, hold on a second. You took some U.S. course Absolutely. somewhere and trying to differentiate that U.S. knowledge versus the Canadian knowledge. But all of it has little nuggets you can pull from it that For work sure. across markets. But um, yeah, that's that's interesting. So, that's a really good point. A, a, a lot of the stuff online that people are learning doesn't work here. And then they come, they come to me and they're frustrated because they've either spent X amount of dollars on this or nothing fits the formula that they've been taught here because very different in every market so very good point but hard to find local content that's relative to what, what what to where you are so finding that person in whatever market is really critical right so so would you say that from the day that you got your real estate license that you knew investors were going to be your focus or was that something that you said i, I want to get in real estate now because i'm um you know i enjoy real estate period yeah and then you sort of got into investors. Um, was it was it right away or? I definitely wanted it to be my focus, but like most new realtors, you're scared to like say, "I do this right." I'm a specialist, you're, yeah. you're, I do everything is is what you want to say, right? Because you don't want to turn anything down. Um, but I did know that um, that was definitely where I wanted to go. But I knew I wasn't um, skilled enough or confident enough to say, "This is what I do. This is what I know, and this is what I'm going to focus on." So over the last 
you know, five, six years, I would say now that's my focus. This is, this is what I love to do and um, can say it loud and proud. But yeah, and in the beginning, it's tough, right? It's tough to say, this is what I'm going to focus on. Without the experience behind yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what do you love about working with investors now? So I love what it can do for someone's life. Um, real estate investments give you options. It gives you backup plans. It gives you um, funding for some other business you might want to do. It gives you opportunity, basically, and, and options in the future. Um, options, you know, that me and my husband have needed. Um, there was a time where I was very sick for about 18 months or so, couldn't work. Wow. Um, and we used our investments to help carry us through those times. My husband has also gone through some very big health challenges. If we wouldn't have made those investments younger, uh, when we were, you know, in our mid-20s to, you know, late-20s, we would have been in trouble. Right. And so... Um, we've also used our investments to fund other businesses. So my husband is in the music business, which is a totally different conversation, but we needed something to kind of give us that launch pad so we didn't have to go raise a bunch of money. We were able to take investments we'd already made and do something else with it. So um, I just love the opportunity. That's fantastic. Yeah. And do you work, sorry, off kind of part of the questions. Yeah. Back, really. So the investors that you work with, mm -hmm. do you work primarily or both with somebody who's coming to you for the very first time and saying, I want to start a portfolio. Yeah. And you also have invest investors who have 15 or 20 properties and are at the point where they're just like, here's some money, get me something, let me know the address once you have it. Absolutely. Both. Yeah. The, um, the majority of people have done some sort of uh, like new clients, have done some sort of education, some sort of program. Um, but it's really tough to execute. It's really tough to take what you've learned and then apply it out in the real world. Absolutely. It's very, very scary. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, buying an investment property is harder than just buying a house because you don't, it has to make money. Also, you have to like it. You have to like the strategy and feel comfortable with it all. So um, there's a lot more factors involved. Um, so a little bit of everything for sure. Um, but the majority of people get into it. They get their handful of properties and that's usually enough for them to kind of um, plan for their retirement or or yeah. their real estate goals. And then there's those few for sure that are, they're shooting for the stars. They're trying to build this as much as they can. So Amazing. Yeah. And so, people from all over. Like there's people from all over that I work with too. It's not just local people. There's people who buy and sell property with me that have never even been to Calgary or never even seen these properties that they own. It's all about the numbers. Does the numbers make sense? And then that is your job is to just put together the analysis, yeah. the spreadsheets. Find the opportunity. Yeah. Match it up with the strategy of what that investor is looking for. That's, awesome. you know, that, and that resonates. Um, I had as coming out of university, I sort of had this opportunity to go into commercial real estate. And I was like, ah, you know, mm -hmm. I really appeal to the numbers. And I chose the fitness industry instead. <laughs> and, then, and then sort of came full circle back to residential okay, real estate. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but those, that's always something that appealed to me. I was never good when I had my real estate team. I was not the touchy feely guy yeah. of like going out with first time home buyers. I was like, okay. Very numbers different. Numbers make sense. Like, yes. let's, like yeah. let's just do this. Let's both, like, what's, yeah. you know, the spreadsheets work. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> just to kind of put a funny story into this. So when we bought our first house, which is the first house I bought, and yeah. I would have been in my late 20s, I guess, but we found this house and I'm walking in and I'm asking him these questions. And you are very much like, the numbers for everything that we were buying just totally made sense. <laughs> this is a no-brainer. I'm standing in the kitchen. This is my first house. I'm like, well, I don't know, like, the stove, like, do you think this kitchen, is it going to be? And he's like, 
it's a heat source. Like, move on. <laughs> and I was like, source. like, is this what you <laughs> how you've treated all of your clients? <laughs> it cooks food, okay? <laughs> it boils water. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I'll, never, I'll never forget that. What's a heat? It's a heat source. Like, get out of the kitchen. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll work. It'll work. It's so funny. Um, okay, so tell, tell us. That's my life. Um, so tell us about uh, the types of real estate investments or the types of properties you work with. Mm -hmm. And I know that you have such a variety too. Yeah. I'm hearing them. You have like institutional clients. You have, um, so tell us about sort of the type of investors and the type of properties that you're typically mm -hmm. working with. Yeah. It's, it's changed a lot based on what's going on in the, in the market okay. today. So through my career, I've been through two recessions now yeah. and this, the strategy needs to change. It can't be the same strategy for every market type. So what I'm focused on right now, most people are focused on, is um, long-term portfolio building properties that are long-term rental properties. Um, this There is still people definitely doing shorter-term flips and projects and that kind of thing, but it's it's a little riskier in this slower-moving market. Totally. But it's a great time to pick up um, properties that you want to hold for a long time. So it, it, it changes over time. It's not necessarily one certain thing. Um, in Calgary, for the last couple of years, the hot topic has really been secondary suites. Um, you know, with the city making a bunch of changes and making that a little bit easier to do now. Um, from a new construction standpoint, secondary suites, and then also just there's illegal suites all over the place. Yeah. So a lot of my investors are focused on picking those up. You can legalize them easier now, cheaper now, and um, keeping those as long-term portfolio building properties. So it changes over the market for sure. Right. Kind of what the best strategy is at the time and whatever the opportunity is with the city often. <laughs> now, so <laughs> What's on, going on in our city? So let's talk about that for a second, just yeah. relative to, you know, the Calgary. And I know that obviously, you know, we serve five different real estate boards yes. across Alberta, but let's just speak yeah. to Calgary. Vast majority of our realtors are here. Um, in terms of that process of the city for doing the registration of suites and the, yeah. the registration piece, where is that at now? Do you foresee that, um, uh, having an illegal suite is going to become a big detriment in the future here? Like are all, are most of your investors, like we have to make them legal now yeah. to, to comply with the city? Absolutely. I don't advise anyone to be holding uh, secondary suites that are illegal now. We, we met with the city over the past couple of years and their intention moving forward is not to be reactive now. It was, it was a reactive approach before. There's yeah. a fire someone or makes a complaint. someone complains, yeah. then they go out there and check mm -hmm. it out. Now it's going to be more about watching. So watching Facebook ads, Kijiji ads, you, yeah. you, you need to have your secondary suite registration number visible um, on an ad to ensure that they're not going to come knocking on your door. So that's, that is not a strategy that I would feel safe advising someone to do given fines, you know, throwing your tenants out, um, mm -hmm. ripping yeah. out your kitchen, ripping out your stove, right? Like that's, that's too much risk. And so, yeah, given um, there is a lot of opportunity now to do it the right way, there's really no reason to have to do it. Um, the wrong way, I guess, right? Like that's kind of how we had to do it before because it was, there were so many roadblocks in the way um, with the city to do it legal that, well, even today, there's only just over 2,000 legal suites in our entire city. Drop in the bucket of what the city needs, um, but tens and tens of thousands of illegal ones. So when that flips and it's, and now they're starting to be more serious about shutting down the illegal ones, there's going to be a real kind of upset in the demand, uh, in the like demand and the rental yeah. market. So on the resale side and on the on the rental side. So it's something to watch very closely for sure. And it's good for tenants. I mean, we, we talk about yeah. all the time as investors, um, you know, the tenants are a gift. I mean, here's the people yes. pay your rent, you know, expect nothing in return at the Giving end of it. Giving you half their income. Yeah, exactly, for, <laughs> Likely, yeah. For, for doing that. And 
I mean, at least there can be some regulation to know that they're getting a sound property mm -hmm. and a safe yeah. place to live. Yeah, um, exactly. So that's good. That's yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. So some realtors say that kind of switch topics that they don't love working with investors because they're non-committal. They get cold feet. Yeah. They talk a big game for six months and then nothing. Sure. Yeah. How do you deal with that and what's your experience with it? I mean, I think you have to be interested in this to work in this, right? Mm -hmm. It's no different than if you are really interested in luxury real estate. That's what you love to do, right? Like you, you have to have an interest in it. If you don't, it won't work. That's for sure. Um, and having the experience or working with someone who has experience at least that have done their own projects or their own investments is critical because otherwise you have no clue what, what they're going through and they're investing a lot of money and taking, you know, potentially perceived risk. Um, that they're uncomfortable with. So you need to know how to work through that. Now, I, I look at that two ways. If, if you know how to work with the investor um, and help them execute once they've done their education or whatever point that they've decided now they're ready to start investing, um, you need to be the expert to help carry them through all those concerns. But then also be ensuring that they're buying something that makes sense. Um, yeah. Because as we said, oftentimes whatever they've learned may not apply here. And so they need to feel someone that, or be working with someone that they can trust that has experience in this and has likely, hopefully, done it themselves or know someone who has. Um, right. But carrying them through is a trust-building exercise. The thing about investors is once you do get them through and they start to see success, now they will buy over and over and over and over again. So to me, it's not just about you know that one transaction ever. It's about building. I want to build a lifelong relationship with these people because they're going to invest now if this goes well and we yes. can do a good job. Now they'll build up, they may buy five this year yes. instead of one. So well, they're going to talk to their friends and yes, family about absolutely. their portfolio and their financial strategy and how the cash flow is working, right? So people are always interested in real estate. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's, that's not going to change. So um, non-committal, yes, but I think that just comes down to not knowing how to coach them through or have the proper experience to understand why this strategy makes sense right now. And here's the numbers. And if you don't know how to do that or you, or you don't have uh, someone to help you with that, it's going to be very, very hard. Yeah. yeah. And they just won't be confident and they'll pull the shoot. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So tell us about seasoned investors, uh, savvy investors, and yeah. the difference between their expectations of how they work with a realtor versus a uh, family of four who's yeah. looking for their oh, next good home. Question. Yeah. Tell us about the, totally. that, that, uh, the relationship that you have, that's, that's the difference between them. Yeah. So for seasoned investors, um, my first me like meeting with them is just always figuring out what what is their after, what is their strategy, and everyone's goals are not the same. Not everyone is after cash flow, and if you don't ask that question, you don't know what their goals are. Maybe they don't need cash flow right now because they're making enough money. Mm -hmm. You need to figure out what their plan is and what their strategy is to be able to implement. And then for the seasoned investor, yeah, they don't want you just emailing them a bunch of listings and mm -hmm. saying, "You tell me what you want to see." That that's that's not good enough. They want um, you, when you think of something or see something that you know would be a good fit for that person to, to pick up the phone um, and to let them know, I think this would be a really great, great fit for you. So you do have to be okay to do some of that work, but then you're going to show them one house. Or you're going to show them, okay, this is your strategy. These are the two best options. Which one do you like or which one do you want to dive further into? Mm. So it's not about 100 options. It's about this, this fits. And oftentimes, there's not a whole bunch of options once you really drill down and figure out what someone is after. So how do you, again, question not on here. Yeah. So in terms of structuring your day yeah. and just getting educated on products that are out there, whether it mm -hmm. be resale market or what's going on with builders that they're yeah. offering and incentives, 
how much of your day is spent looking at properties and trying to find this stuff and how much of it is actually listed versus you are finding things that nobody knows about yet. Yeah. I bet that's a big job. It is. It is. It is a big job. Doing this for a while now, people know me now and will also say, I have something or they'll call me. Do you have anything? And do you have anyone that might be looking for something like this? So the word does get out. The majority of all my transactions are off market, whether it's with builders who I've developed a specific product for a specific type of investor. And I've okay. had a hand in that, which is great because I know that this is going to fit with this type of person. And yep. this is a large portion of my of my clientele. Um, so definitely that is a very big job. And you don't want to, again, just send the mass email and say, I think this will be a good no. fit. So picking up the phone. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it just t tends to work out kind of what's at the front at that moment, you know, mm -hmm. who's really ready to go at that exact moment um, and focusing on that at that time and just, just prioritizing. And then then there's always the general kind of population of investors as well that if I see something really interesting, I'll just send it out and be like, hey, here's a great deal I, I found today and I think this might be interesting for you. So looking for deals, deals and education. That's kind of my case, finding opportunities and educating. Would you ever, total non-realtor question, Yeah. but would you ever find a property like that and then say, I'm going to post this on my Facebook page because it's interesting? Or if you were to find a property like that, would it be like this would only go to a list? Because I'm thinking of you know residential realtors. It's like right. I have a listing. I'm gonna do everything I can to market this because it's interesting, it's beautiful, and I want to get it yeah. sold. Or if you have an investment property, would you ever be like, "Hey, world, look how neat this is"? Or are you kind of keeping that to say, "This is my list, and I'm gonna try and keep this exclusive yeah. as an opportunity to those people"? I mean, I think I think it depends on the opportunity. I would be okay to go and post it out to the world if if that made sense. But ultimately, for an investor, usually just posting it out there isn't enough. You need to, you need to explain it to them. You need to explain why they should care, why this, gotcha. what strategy this would fit for, and then who that might be good for. So, so the marketing that you do for that type of stuff is completely different than what very, a residential yes. realtor would market yes. a property. Yeah, exactly. When I first meet with someone, I want to figure out what's their time situation, what's their money situation, because yeah. those two things determine which strategy ultimately you're going to have to go to or yeah. run away from. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have a lot of time, get a lot of money, maybe you need to find a, a partner that can fill that void. And a lot of people tend to find each other that way um, and start doing, start doing deals together. And then those um, skill sets and resources often determine with their goals what they're looking at. So, um, and then just marrying that up with the opportunity. So interesting. Yeah. Can I speak to your Facebook page for a second? The group? Yeah. Sure. I we could yeah. edit that out if I had to. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is brilliant. And I don't know how you're using it. And I haven't been on it much yet. But yeah. just last night, we connected yeah. on Facebook. And yeah. uh, you invited me to your group. Yeah. And it's a private group. Yes. And, and I'm assuming, and what's cool about it is it also says, like, this is a group. It's got, you know, CIR agents or yeah. agents as well. It's got other people. Yeah. And you have investors and stuff. And I gotta say that that is effing brilliant mm -hmm. from the standpoint of like, first of all, I felt privileged to have gotten an invite to a private yeah. group. Anytime it's like this <laughs> private group. All right. It's okay. True. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I feel like, but this would, it's, it's like now I'm part of a club yeah. that now it's like, oh, if you have a good deal or you have right. something, that would be an ideal place to post it. 
tell me a little about your, your strategy on that or your, mm-hmm. your strategy with that. Cause it is, I think every realtor, the city has sort of this private group of like yeah. their client, but you also let agents come in. Yeah. So tell me about this group. Yeah. So it's funny to talk about the, the private thing. I mean, everyone kind of wants to know what they don't know. They, they, they want to be in on the scene, yes. right? Yeah. And insiders um, information. Exactly. Yeah. And so, the group was started as that, but but also just to give people a place to ask questions, to educate each other, to network, um, for me to post opportunities and deals. Um, so, yes, it, it is definitely somewhere, if I have anything hot to say or any hot deal or whatever, that's where I go first because it's easy for me. I don't have to go into my database, email it out. Yeah. Easy for me to post something there quick and fast. Um, and, like the group kind of idea is really going back to that education where I do want to become a resource for people, um, give them a safe place to ask these questions and provide the local content. That's really what it's about because there's no shortage of information, but none of it has to do with our city right? Um, or, Al- or Alberta in general. So that was the, really the motivator behind it um, for people outside of our city to learn about Calgary and then obviously people here as well. Yeah. I want to know what groups I'm not a part of now. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I can only keep up with one, but I mean, Facebook groups, uh, period, have really become a really, a really strong marketing strategy. Um, I mean, I I get invited to these groups a lot, but it's really amazing how fast some of these groups are growing and the amount of engagement happening, which is really what you want. You want the engagement, the collaboration with people who are already aligned with whatever you're wanting to align about, right? It could be, could be baking, it'd be cooking, it'd be whatever, but you're bringing these people that are already interested in your topic and they're in one room. So, you know, I was listening to this and I forget the guy's name. Uh, he's Japanese, Eiko or something, but he's a futurist and he writes these yeah. great books on what the world's going to look like in, you know, 20 years from okay. now. And he says, but really nothing has changed. He's nothing has changed from even caveman days. Mm. In caveman days, we had our tribes. We had certain fires that we wanted to get around and talk with, yeah. with like-minded people around the fire. And all we've done is created different versions of campfires. And now it's like, we want to be around the investment so campfire true. that's yeah. there. We want to be around the, the CAR agents campfire. Yeah. And, and that's all it is. And those like-minded things, we're going to have the same conversations. And that hasn't changed in centuries. And no. if you can embrace that like you have, even mentally and said, I just want to bring you this like-minded group. And you know, you talked about your husband being in the yeah. music industry or yeah. um, I just think, that's a totally other niche, whether yeah. you're doing quilting or whether you're That's doing right. music yeah. or real estate, it's mm-hmm. just campfires. Exactly. Yeah. I love around. looking at that way. Yeah. And yeah. And taking the pressure off it being about sales, right? This is just gather people who are like-minded and, mm-hmm. you know, see what happens, see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Give oh, yeah. value, engage, converse, look at it that way. Not just drive sales out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've talked about, many of the the things that you do for investors mm-hmm. but tell us about um if i were to you know hire you or i would talk to you and interview you and say natasha you know i could hire any realtor here yeah um i'm a, I'm a real estate investor um what would be the difference of hiring someone like yourself versus just your your typical realtor and what services would you provide me that's sort of outside the norm mm-hmm. for an investor um they have a really hard time finding a realtor that understands often what they've again learnt or what they what they want to implement. And so, usually when they do sit down with me, um, we're very aligned right away. And so that goes a very very long way. So for anyone looking to get into this as their niche, mm-hmm. you 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 need to get to that point where you have someone that is teaching you this. 
Um, but so for a, for a client coming to me, it's really just determining the strategy and implementing and helping them implement it and being the expert on the ground to do that. Um, they're coming to me because they don't have all the answers, right? It's not just about showing them a house. Yeah. It's about um, helping them design their, their future, right? So um, it's a big deal. You have to take it seriously and you have to be willing to put in um, the work with the numbers, with the strategy, with the long-term goal. Yeah. And it's not just about planning one purchase. Like I'll meet with the broker and we'll, okay, okay, we want to buy 10 houses. What can we do first and how do we get there? And so my, it's not just about me either. It's the whole team of people um, financial planners, mortgage brokers, I was actually just lawyers. Ask that how accountants. often are you invited into? Yes, can you come meet with my financial planner? That's right. It, it happens because we need to come up with a plan together to, to move forward. Yeah. It's not just about buying one house. Absolutely. So um, the the experience for them should be that we are um, working as a team with my group or their group or whoever. But mm -hmm. it, they do need to be specialized in investment real estate um, to help them come up with this plan. So it's kind of them through that. Yeah. Does it make a difference? I, I mean, I'm sure it makes a difference, but how often does it come up, up in conversation where people will say to you, what investment properties do you own? And, do, and does that matter? I mean, I would assume yeah. if we were to sit down with somebody, to me, I would feel like that would really matter. Yes. To, I mean, that's something that we often talk about even with financial planners. It's like, do we respect the decisions that you've made as right. a person who is a financial planner, right? Like there's just something about having... Is there any proof in your mental strategy, even for your own life? And yeah, I mean, and you've you've done that, and I'm sure yeah. that you being able to speak to that versus another realtor being able to speak to it, but not having the belief to say that I've done this for myself, of course, would yeah. probably turn people off. Absolutely, it's yeah, like street credit, right? Yeah. <laughs> street credit, yeah. street credit goes a long way, um, which is why it's it's hard just to pick up and do this. It, you have to yeah. be naturally interested in it. You don't necessarily have to have done it yet, but you have to be. Um, it'll really help if you're on your way to do that, right? Or surrounding yeah. yourself with people to 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 do that. Just in the fall, I just completed my last project in December, which was um, doing a two-bedroom legal suite to building code. It was a pretty large project. And, I mean, it was of huge value to bring my clients through that as I was going through to see the stages, yeah. everything it took, the permitting. The, it's like watching you know, a case study. Yeah, like, and they, yeah. they yeah. were just so interested and, and it's, it's scary for them if, if they have never done it. Um, so it definitely, definitely does help uh, to have the experience that you can speak of or you're at least interested or planning to. Mm -hmm. So I think you pretty well have to be in one of those two things. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Now we talked a bit about investment trends uh, in today's marketplace, yeah. and you're saying that so buy and hold is yeah. something that's a bit more uh, common today, yeah. right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just because where the market is, you don't need to number one hurry up and panic, but there's a good amount of inventory out there. Um, from the new construction standpoint, builders were eager to listen. Um, I spent about 18 months a few years back trying to get to solve the turnkey investment problem. There really wasn't a, a turnkey option here. Yeah. You had to buy some beat up old house, legalize it, get your hands dirty. That comes with a lot of risk and questions and yeah. fear. And so, and it was also not um, feasible for someone outside of our city to now invest here. So I met with pretty well every big builder in town, big, medium, and got a lot of resistance to doing something different, right? But once I found those few builders that were interested in trying something different, it's been a game changer. Um, to have the turnkey option yeah. there now, right? Um, it's a lot more accessible. 
That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I, and I mean, if anybody's interested in this, they should de- definitely reach out to you. But yeah. in the three-minute pitch you gave me, not pitch, pitch, pitch isn't the right word, <laughs> but you mentioned a product that you were working with and you had a couple of numbers and I was just like, yeah, I'll have five. That's right. right? Like, it's just, yeah. you're right. Like, compared to the other option that is provided, yeah. what you've done to package this yeah. is so simple and beautiful and easy for easy. people that yeah. don't feel like I have the next six months of my life to hire eight tradespeople. No. Yeah. And, and so, and builders were open to that. So did you just kind of approach them and say, here's kind of something. And they were like, sure, we'll build it. No, a lot of them thought we were, thought I was nuts. Um, they thought I was crazy because they had never marketed to, and still don't focus on the investment community, totally. even though it's a pretty large community you could go after or market to. But to them, it's kind of, to some builders, it's kind of beneath them to focus on, on secondary suites, or they just don't get it themselves, right. or it's too hard because of all the red tape at the city. There is definitely more red tape, which is annoying, yeah. and they're always changing things and making them tweak things. And so it is, it is irritating, but the, but the only reason we have that opportunity is because of the market. So if things were great, they, you know, they wouldn't be giving me the time of day likely, you know, Fair. because it is a little harder for them. There's more work to be done. So um, it's, it's a result of the recession, this opportunity, which is how I like to look at it. So um, yeah. it wasn't easy, but now that we're there, now that I have the relationship, now I'm a part of picking the, you know, I go check out the lots before the, the, uh, they, yeah. are, they are picking them up. I'm helping design the property. We're always tweaking and trying to improve based on what we just did. So it's really, you. really cool. That's yeah. so fun. Yeah. Well, if you look at it, you say that, okay, so, and I don't know what, I'm thinking of the building on the corner of, um, it's 24th Avenue in Crowchild. Uh, but purpose-built rental. Yes. And that mm-hmm. was like, I think that was one of the first ones that was built in like 20 years yeah. in Calgary. And now the Lots. amount of purpose-built rental buildings, <laughs> like, and we see that shift in terms of money positioning um, on the rental side yep. and uh, on the investment side. And I think Absolutely. that's just a fantastic. And also those are a lot of, you know, institutional um, level investors, yes. uh, yeah. REITs and things like that. But um, it's just interesting to see the appetite changing again mm-hmm. for that. And we need it. Just to your point, of like of having 10,000 illegal yeah. suites or whatever the number is. Problem. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge problem. Huge problem. Um, yeah. Okay. When you say buy and, and then you can run, when you say buy and hold, just yeah. kind of for the majority of people watching sure. who don't work with investments, yeah. what would you define as hold? Like is, in, in your mind, is that a certain amount of, of years kind yeah. of off the top of your head? Typically, um, at least five years, but most of these people are looking at 10 or more. Okay. Um, any kind of shorter than that is, and like if we're buying something now and want to get rid of it in two years, that's a very different strategy um, that I, I would be advising very differently. Yeah. Um, just based on our market is not super quick moving. So, you know, you need to be careful there. So yeah, five to 10 years. Five to 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what advice would you give someone who's looking to, someone, I mean realtors, um, who are looking to start working with investors today? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you need to find, find people who are doing this. You need to start learning and um, you don't know what you don't know. And this is not something you can fake it till you make it. <laughs> this, is yeah. not, this is not that. Um, because it'll be evident to the client or the investor that you're not on the same page. So um, but that doesn't mean you can't learn. But there's no course you can go do really um, there's groups you can join that are really important, um, I think. And then just finding like-minded people. Uh, so um, other realtors who are doing this. And there's not a lot of us in Calgary, but 
certainly anyone is interested, reach out to me, and I, I'm happy to give you a few names as well. But join Attach um, personal private join, Facebook group. Yeah, join my group. <laughs> but you you have to be willing to get educated, and and it, that's a constant thing, right? Um, learning what has happened in our city in history is a big deal too. Like we've seen cycles, right? And with investors, the cycles just bring opportunity, but the opportunities are not the same. So learning what those are and when is a really um, fundamental piece of getting started. And then um, just learning the lingo, learning how to do a, a cash flow analysis, learning what is what would be good numbers and what wouldn't be. If you have nothing to compare it to, you don't know. Um, and so finding someone who can help you learn that and be a mentor is critical. As yeah. a bit of a as a bit of a quick quick solution, I guess. Yeah. Is there a certain course at Mount Royal or a certain group or something where you could say, go to this website and sign up to be a part of, and it's going to cost you this much mm -hmm. money, but just for people being like, I want to do something right now. Where can I go to sign up for something to learn how to do a proper cash flow analysis to know what's right or wrong? Yeah. Not that I'm really aware of. Really? Um, if you pay to be these, to join these investment groups, for sure. I mean, they're not directed at training realtors how to, but you need to start thinking like a real estate investor. So yeah. you can, there's no shortage of courses and groups you can sign up to, and they definitely yeah. will teach you um, how to do this uh, as an investor, which will benefit you. But there's not there's nothing directed at realtors um, that I'm aware of anyway no. that would that would give you that knowledge. It's a bit of just okay going and doing, and then being a part of those groups and learning from them as well. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So now someone should do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yes. Um, so what advice? would you look to give an individual who's looking at becoming, starting real estate investing themselves? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's the same advice, but um, what would you say? So I'm total newbie and I said, you know, yeah. I, I think this is something I want to do. What advice would you give them? The first thing I like to ask people is kind of going back to the, going back to what you do have, right? Um, and what you don't want to do. So um, there's several ways to make money in real estate. We need to identify what you have that, will line up with what could work right now. Mm -hmm. So strategizing is number one. Don't just go jump into something um, and and not have a plan. Um, most most people getting into real estate are thinking long-term. So let's make a long-term plan and then how do we get there? Um, and setting up your team in the beginning of, of experts who understand this scope of investment um, is really, really important. Um, so getting set up, getting organized is is really kind of plan number one, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then, and then it's just a matter of the numbers, right? It's just aligning the strategy up with your goals, and do they make sense? Love it. Yeah, love it. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for all of the people that yeah. you get to go talk to in Ottawa. Yeah, the great things that <laughs> yeah. are in Calgary. I think that, yeah. which is nice because you often don't talk about the great things that are happening in Calgary. But I think that you know what we talked about today and what you and I talked about earlier that Ottawa is going to think that we're have a lot of opportunity yeah. here. Um, over 50% of my transactions last year were out of town investors. Wow. wow. Affordability, cash flow, no land, tra no land transfer tax, um, no HST, no um, more favorable landlord laws. Like investing in Alberta is a huge draw for all of those reasons. Your money goes further. Um, you can even enter the market. Like if you're from Toronto or Vancouver, you can't even enter, you know, here. Oh. I, like I, currently today, I have amazing investments starting at, Two hundred thousand dollars. 
um, which which is impossible to do in most of these markets, right? So yeah, um, it's yeah, it's, it's it's attracting people here, and despite the recession, despite the economy, people still want to live here. When you look at the actual data and the actual economic indicators, they're yeah. not what people expect when you show them the actual data and what is actually happening. Yes, mm -hmm. we're you know we've been struggling, no Couldn't doubt about it. Yeah. However, people still want to live here. There's people still moving, way more people moving here than leaving. We still have the highest um, wages per household in the country. Um, that, like those people have to live somewhere. Then they're, uh, you know, moving to our city. We're a very liked city and a very smart city um, yeah. and resilient. So uh, that's not going to change. Natasha. That's a great that's move. Hand on. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. unbelievable. Um, <laughs> Thank you so yes, much. My Absolutely pleasure. Absolutely outstanding. Um, and thank you for your your time. And I'm glad that we got out, you out of here on time. Yes. To, to give, so you don't miss your flight. To get on yeah. Your flight. So. But and Same. and I think that your offer to have a conversation with realtors is yes. pretty legit. Absolutely. So yeah. feel free to uh, Natasha is with CR Realty. So at nfips at crrealty.ca. Yes. It's pretty easy to get a hold of, of one of yes. us. Just, yeah. just as an aside here, um, because I was about to I was about to do, do the it. asterisk. Do it. I was okay, about yeah. to do the asterisk. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, like you're not gonna have six hundred sit down coffees with somebody. But no. one of the things Well, we could rent a room if we have that many people. Well, and that's and that's, <laughs> what, that's actually we'll, what you offered. She yes. said I would love you know, yes. she was very willing to do something in the PDC to have a conversation with a group of people. So sure. I think that yes. after this, yeah, uh, maybe in a few weeks we'll set something with that up because I think a lot of people watching. I can't imagine how anybody could listen to this interview and not want to be a part of yeah. this conversation, right? Yeah. Like, like you said, it is positioning yourself and your clients for a better future. And I can't imagine somebody not wanting to put their hand up for that. So we'll do Absolutely. something with you in the future well, that makes... And on the stream right now, love to. you know, this starts as a live stream or yeah. um, the stream there, post in the chat. Um, let us know, express some interest, and then what we'll do is we'll set something up in April. Yeah, um, perfect. Things settle down a little bit here, and then we'll we'll go from there. Thank you yes. for so, your willingness to yes. educate My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Love yeah. it. Welcome. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for tuning in today. We hope that you have a great rest of your week. And if you would like to listen to this further, you can download all of our CR Realty Business Mastery interviews on any podcast that you listen to, which is easy. You can find these videos recorded at crrealtybusinessmastery.com. So hope you have a fabulous week and we will chat with you later. Take care, everyone.